Greetings, Leah Ryan here. Welcome to episode five of the Authors Read podcast. Each episode, we feature an author reading from their book. Today's author is Andrew Mead, and he'll read from his book, The Borrowed Faces. Hi, this is Andrew Mead, and I'll be reading today from my novella, The Borrowed Faces. The misspelled advert should have been Grayson's first indication that True Life Film's mission statement needed reviewing. Wanted, four adventurous candidates, preferably students, to participate in an active documentary. Reward handsomely. As he clung to the ledge overlooking a multi-story drop into darkness below, ignoring the hover cam recording his every action, Grayson reviewed just why he'd applied at all. The prospect of adventure and travel had enticed him. So had the money. Nineteen, a broke student, and rather tired of beans on toast for every meal, he'd been hoping for a summer job that didn't involve food service, retail, or desk work with the family guild. He'd certainly gotten his wish. Grayson's fingers began to slip on the slick, authentic replica Mayan stone. The hovering pace moved to get a better angle. Grayson wondered if he would encounter water or snakes below. He hoped it was water this time. His grip gave way and he fell, bracing himself for another bruised rib, twisted arm, or body-like scrape. He held his breath at hearing the sound of rushing water, and then he landed, his impact sinking him deep into water and pulling his pack off his arm. Grayson swam to the surface at an angle, having learned that most arrivals in new chambers came with a surprise. As he broke the surface, he heard a deep rumble. The room's non-period, 22nd century lighting illuminated the chamber for the nearby pace. Steep walls enclosed clear blue water, with no apparent windows or doors. Mossy, carved pictographs bordered the ceiling. Grayson spotted an ivy-strewn chute overhead and swam out of the way just in time to avoid the boulder which crashed into the adjacent wall and then sank. A few bricks came loose, revealing a room beyond. Grayson paddled to grab his back, which floated a few yards away. There, he tread water and waited another minute to make sure that water snakes, or perhaps another boulder, didn't pop out. He wouldn't put it past the producer to add those for effect. He scowled at the hover cam, knowing the producer and his team watched, before paddling over to the newly made exit. Still treading water, and the pace now doing a pan of the chamber, Grayson pulled his all-purpose torch off the pack's carabiner. He tucked it in his belt at the small of his back. Someone had thought it clever to make it wooden torch-shaped, complete with fire and beam settings. He carefully scaled the deeply pitted stone, only to find that he couldn't fit through the opening. Grayson was slim and had the ideal physique to compete in long-distance running. Even he couldn't wedge through the space. He shone his torch into the room and caught a glimpse of piled gold. The pace came to shoulder height and peered into the room with him. Grayson cursed under his breath. A horde like that would no doubt add a lot to his compensation. The more treasure he found, after all, the larger his reward at the end. A shrill scream echoed above. Startled, Grayson lost his grip. He splashed unceremoniously into the water. Both he and the hover cam looked up. Although it was a pointless gesture, being already soaked, he held up an arm to shield his face from the kaploosh as one of the other adventurers landed. Solstice broke the surface, her chrome silver hair dull gray, and blood dripping from a cut on her arm. Her assigned pace swept down to catch up with her. She gasped, glancing around furtively before fixing her silver stare on Grayson. I'm not sorry, she said, swimming towards the boulder made exit. I take it you didn't get the treasure in the last room either, Grayson said. She flashed him an unfriendly smile. You can wonder about that. Grayson should have known better. He'd avoided all the traps in the last chamber, pressure plates and spikes, and a floor which collapsed if he stepped wrong, 
only to feel sorry that Solstice couldn't escape a hoist trap. He'd helped her down, only to get a boot to the chest, knocking him down a slippery chute and ultimately to the room they were in now. He supposed he should have just grabbed the golden chalice, perched an arm's length away on a pedestal. While there was little doubt it was rigged, it would have added to his loot count. Grayson didn't have it in him to knock Solstice out and risk drowning her. He watched her slither through the narrow opening into the room beyond. There had to be another exit. He clicked on the light and dove down. To his dismay, he found an underwater hull. He didn't have another option. Grayson went back up for air and to tighten his pack before swimming for the submerged hull. He didn't have to look to know that the pace followed. His lungs burned and he fought the urge to inhale before he arrived at the end of the hull. Breaking the surface, he gasped and collapsed on a half-sunken stairwell, drenched and quite displeased about recent developments. He shone the torch around in search of immediate danger. He found himself in a stone stairwell landing. Moss grew around the water, while a narrow beam of light shone in from a slit on the right-hand wall. Seeing nothing that could kill him, he hauled himself the rest of the way out of the water. He set the torch to fire mode and placed it in a carved sconce. He dropped his pack nearby and stepped out of his soaked boots. He peeled off his shirt. He paused, seeing the page watching. The dark lens reflected himself in miniature. Dirt and grime obscured the freckles smattered across his nose. The pool had turned his hair a damp copper. Would you mind? Grayson demanded. The hover cam turned and floated to the narrow window. Grayson ran his shirt and then his khakis, glad that the quick dry fabric was no exaggeration. It had been two days since the start of the active documentary with no end in sight. The tomb, his next destination, was sealed with a key he hadn't found yet. Rather, he hadn't managed to get to the key. Beyond the tomb stood the jungle, and from there he'd be home free. It had sounded easy on paper. There weren't any real winners, only escape and not die, the latter of which he thought a joke in the waiver. He should have taken the death and dismemberment clause more seriously. At least others, like Solstice, were as lost as him. Grayson bent to unzip his pack, grateful that it was waterproof. He'd lost his rope and his knife the previous day, the rope to a crevasse he couldn't jump, and the knife in the pit of snakes he'd landed in due to the false floor after said crevasse. He had enough water and food to last a couple more days, although a part of him began to miss beans on toast after to so many ration bars. Most importantly, he had his maps. One was electronic, the other waterproof canvas. He pulled out the canvas one now and studied it. The temple was six levels tall. Each of the four adventurers, Grayson, Solstice, Kestrel, and Terran, had started in one of the corners. The map had made navigation seem simple. It didn't account for the traps, blocked corridors, false floors, impassable chambers, or rooms filled with snakes and spiders. Grayson had kept careful track of these himself and made notes about the rooms he'd traversed. He pulled out a pencil and notated the room with the chalice, the half-submerged chamber, and the room in which the boulder had opened. According to his own estimation, he was in the southwest stair landing, having alternately fallen and slid from its northwest companion between levels four and one. He wrote submerged in the ground floor hall which connected the two quadrants. While he was very close to the tomb entrance, he thought the same thing at his southeast start. It was nearly as difficult to access as, in his opinion, the poorly named Staff of Importance at the center of the temple, which had no entrance according to the map. Grayson waved the hover cam away from the window and peered out. Sure enough, the staff stood alone in the cavernous open space. It gleamed in a ray of light which shone from an opening in the roof far above. Grayson sighed and went back to his bag. Only his boots remained wet. They squelched uncomfortably loud with each step. He took up a couple bites of ration bars, still studying the map, before deciding to try again for the key now three levels up. 
I'd like to thank Mr. Mead for sharing his book with us today, and thank you for listening to the Authors Read podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Authors Read podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time.